The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Versecast, the Star Citizen podcast. My name is John Abraham. My name is Jimmy Croker. My name is I don't have any tickets and it's killing me here. (laughs) So for those of you out in podcast land, Gleep and John are both trying to get their Star Wars tickets. I already got mine. Oh, God. Pre-recorded live from our virtual hangar. While we're doing it. We just saw the trailer, though. The trailer is awesome. I didn't. trailer. Uh, John, you didn't watch it, did you, John? No. No. I See, I like teaser trailers. The full trailers, I'm kind of done with them. They just show too much. Like, the whole point of me going to the movie is so I can see the visuals. And I want to see the new characters. And I want to see all the new stuff. Especially with Star Wars. Like, I know that the moment that they announce a new Star Wars that I'm going to see it in the theater like day one first showing well that that trailer gave away the whole ending um, the the ship sinks Wait, and, no. and the dude that's trying to save the girl sinks into the ocean I hate you <laughs> I'm not watching that trailer I told myself I'm not going to look at anything else Star Wars 7 I no, want I it all to be it, fresh dude. I can totally dig it <sighs> We are those guys with ships. This is episode 49 of the Versecast. It's October 19th, 2945. Your time and place. Are you depressed about your ticket? I don't have much longer to live, John. I mean, relative to you. (laughs) Surely there's a theater that you can get a ticket for. You might have to drive a little ways. I don't don't, know. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins. It's Try the Bass one last time. Uh, we'll have a new uh, a new song for next time. Uh, don't know what it is yet because I haven't picked it out, but uh, it'll be it'll be cool. It'll be fun, and it'll be coming to you. Soon. So, while yeah. you guys are while you guys are fretting over your tickets, I have just one thing to say about the fact that after close to or actually no, after four weeks, you, John Gleep and myself are all together. Reunited and it feels so good. Reunited and it's understood. No, nobody not gonna help me. <laughs> Nothing, really. I, no, I'm not getting that one. <sighs> it sounded good though. I mean, it's it's nice to be you know back <laughs> together. <laughs> 
Oh, we're uh, all back. I mean, you know, it's been it's been a month. It's been a month of of either Gleep being gone or John being gone. And John, we did miss you very much last week. Uh, and we're all back together again, and that's fantastic. That makes me happy. It makes me want to sing. I'm also stalling because I know the two of you are desperately scrambling to get your tickets. Got oh. it. Order completed successfully. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh my god, I got. <laughs> oh. So I understand right. <laughs> that Gleep got to see The Martian this week. Uh John, did you have you had a chance to see it yet? I haven't, but I really want to see that movie. I oh, ooh, 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 ooh. ooh, okay. I'm 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 in the queue here. Oh he's getting oh, the he's getting his tickets. I'm in the queue. Okay. I click Ex- next. This is exciting radio. Oh god, I gotta Nothing cr- matters but Star Wars. It's true. Credit card that has some room left on it. <laughs> oh man, we're just gonna have to do the show without Gleep. We are just gonna have no, to no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm so close to like being back. Okay, um, Jimmy, while, did you see The Martian? Yeah, while you're while you're doing your thing, John and I'll carry on. So, uh, oh, wait, yes, no, we talked about it last week, didn't we? Or week before? No, we didn't. Did we? Did we talk about The Martian? I don't know. Who knows? I have a hard time remembering what I did yesterday. <laughs> Um, but I did see The Martian. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked the um, the fact that they really did everything they could to stay true to um, scientific theory. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great movie, John. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I thought uh, I, I thought it was well-written. I thought uh, it was well-produced. It looked stunning. Uh, and Matt Damon did a really good job. I, I liked his character. Yeah. I heard it's... It's a book, and it's written kind of in like a a daily journal style, and then yeah. in the movie he does like vlogs, kind of in the same style. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fairly short read too. Um, I I haven't read it. My wife did, um, and she said that they actually stayed pretty true to the book too. Um, that there was wasn't really any kind of glaring um, differences between the book and uh, the movie. There were a couple of little things, um, but nothing really major. So. Yeah, it looks good. It, there's kind of not very many um, space movies that come out like that. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing that's so cool about it is is it, it all seems because you know you always hear about you know how dangerous space is obviously and space yeah. travel um, you know and how dangerous it was to land on the moon and so it, it's really cool the way that they were able to um, to make a just really a very believable story. Uh huh. So, but um, I know Gleep got to see it finally. Gleep, did you get your Star Wars tickets yet? No, the little thing is spinning. Well, tell us about the Martian while the thing is spinning. Okay. Uh, yes, I did see the Martian, and um, I enjoyed it. Um, it didn't. Um, it was so um, uh, widely acclaimed. You know, I mean, the the hype for it was 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 pretty thick. You know, I I, I didn't see anything or talk to anybody who didn't like it. And so it, it had a, a huge expectation uh, to live up to, and eh, not quite. I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I know that. Um, all right, it bombed out. I'm, that's it. I don't care. I don't never. I never liked Star Wars anyway. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought that it was um, um, uh, well done. I thought Matt Damon was perfect for that role. Um, I, you know his, uh, you know, sort of um, um, 
not really cynical, but his uh, acerbic, is that right? I know it's a word. I'm not sure what it means, but it feels like it's right. Um, he did. I think he did a very good job. But I mean, it, it's there was there were no surprises. I mean, I, I and that's you know that's not the fault of the movie. That's you know that's the the book, the screenplay. Uh, I think that uh, you know it would have been more interesting if um, if somebody had actually died. You know. Uh, well, I, I will say this. I think that that the the kind of the point in that respect is is that whole NASA does everything they can to bring their people home. I think that was kind of the message they were trying to um, convey. Yeah. Um, Did you see Gravity? Yes, I did. So what would you rate this compared to Gravity? Gravity, much better movie. Gravity was, was in my mind, a perfect movie. It's kind of funny, though, because Gravity had, like, pretty much no story. Well, Gravity, Gravity was, I think, in comparison to The Martian, Gravity had a lot more tension and a lot more tense moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the whole movie was the experience. Right, 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 right exactly. And and The Martian kind of plays out a little bit more um, it, it's a little bit um, there's not, it's not like a thrill ride a minute type of movie. Um, so they're, they're very different movies in that respect and I do get, and, and to, to some extent I do agree with you, Gleep. Um, I mean, Gravity really is just a perfect movie. Um, but I really enjoyed The Martian. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I would recommend it to anybody. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not sorry I went and saw it. Um, uh, but, you know, if, so if you could be any of the characters in The Martian, who would you want to be? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, obviously you want to be Matt Damon, but he's a botanist. And aside from the fact that, you know, there was an accident, he's a botanist. He's so. a botanist <laughs> eating his own poop potatoes. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I mean, I guess I'd probably want to be the uh, the captain. Yeah, you see, I wanted to be Rick Martinez. I wanted to be the pilot. The pilot, yeah, yeah. Because those were some cool ships. Yeah, they were. They Did were you very just say cool. poo potatoes? Yeah, he was eating poop potatoes. Got to watch the movie. <laughs> All right, well... Um, speaking of science, let's science the poop out of this. Okay, uh, I'll. That's that's just because this is your your second week back. I'll take it. Go ahead. What? Your, it's transi- your, your transition. Oh, okay, <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> one million citizens. Dang! Yay. Yeah. That is all. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Brilliant color commentary there, John. Um, letter from the chairman. Uh, we got for our one million citizen celebration, and uh, Chris said, and I quote: "Say it out loud. PC games are back. Space combat games are back. We are making Star Citizen possible. Woohoo!" And how, how much money do we have right now? We got a lot, don't we? A lot. Let's Over see. ninety-three million, right? I think yeah. so. I, I do believe that is correct. Let's look at the little the magic funding page, shall we? I'd like to I'd like to look at any page that actually ninety three point six. I'm calling it nice. What do you say, J- Jimmy? Um, ninety three point four. Um, I, I I can't remember how to do prices right rules. Uh, ninety three four eighty one fifteen. So. There you go. Nice. A million twenty-two, a million twenty-two thousand citizens. Because because I I won. We're not playing. um, We're not playing by uh, prices right rules. 
Oh, okay. That's fine. Since you won. <laughs> I, I would like to point out that I guessed it exactly. Oh, did you know? So I won. So. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, um, that's good because you, you won the last one, too. And so did I. In a stunning defeat, a reversal of fortune for John. Yeah, that was like a really, you know, a bizarre dangling Chad ballot recount thing there that happened. I didn't, really, I didn't understand that. I was I was in the desert scratching my head going, I don't I don't get it. Well, remember, you had said four fifty, and then when they finally put out all of the prices, there was a ship for four fifty. Yeah. And and I had said nine hundred, really kind of joking, and there was one for nine hundred. So we both basically hit the nail right on the head. Ah, I see what you're doing. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, but before that, the ship was three fifty or yeah, four hundred. Both Gleep, Gleep, both you and I were over, and so by Price's Right rules, John had won. But then when they released the full price package, you and I actually both got the price exactly correct for certain packages. Yeah, for certain packages. Yeah, but I mean, you know, so we all enough. win, right? No, just Gleep what? and I. I won a little bit. No, he didn't even win a little bit. Tiny We're all bit. winners, John. In the grand scheme of things. This is the problem with society. Not everybody gets a trophy. John, you lost. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, and you know what? Speaking of uh, communiques from Admiral Bishop, we got one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That was cool. That wasn't that pretty cool. I mean, you know, you think about it, actors of his caliber. I mean, how often? I mean, I think it says something that he actually did that. And you know, I'm sure that maybe it was you know all sort of uh, pre-planned ahead of time that he would come back and do that, or he might have. No, he didn't because I believe that he did record it after the one millionth citizen. So, um, I, you know, I want to believe that uh, that Chris called him up and said, "Hey, we we just hit a million. Uh, can you say a little something?" And he said, "Sure, Chris," and went over to his computer and did that. So, well, I would I would imagine that there are um, there are some contractual obligations beyond the the initial shoot you know like anything else you know where there there's also some promotion to do and um so you know he probably he, he probably reached out to his people and said you know hey you know can we get uh gary to do this and and, and that doesn't i'm not saying gary didn't have a great experience and and is excited about the project or isn't excited about the project but it was probably a, his people called their people their people told gary gary went and did the thing yeah i i, I think uh i think that's probably uh uh, closer to the, the way that it happened, but I, I like I like my uh, my uh, pretend version better. I like your pretend version better too. Yeah. Um, and one little interesting bit of information that he did share with us um, uh, in the communique is that he hopes to come back for a, a future installment um, and reprise his role as Admiral Bishop. So I guess uh, spoiler, he's not dead. Mm, very true. Yeah. So. Um, and the one millionth citizen uh, himself, as it turns out, is uh, Mr. Eden Star. So uh, congratulations for that, uh, Eden Star, hey. for being number one million. And I understand that the person that uh, referred him uh, also uh, received a complimentary saber for um, for for in celebration of this momentous occasion. So uh, that's very cool. That's a, a very a very cool way to uh, to start the game. So. Um, and then also in honor of passing the one million mark, uh, one million citizen mark, uh, uh, Chris announced that CIG is eliminating the alpha access and five dollar module passes. So there's not going to be a Star Marine pass or no Alpha 2.0 pass. 
Um, and no additional payment needed for any module currently in the works pre-release. So that's pretty cool. And so a- after a few minutes of, of, of warm, fuzzy um, uh, contemplation, I said, but, you know, wait a second. I, I've already, what about me? I already paid my five bucks for my, uh, my Arena Commander Pass. And uh, they said, you know what, we're going to credit you guys back that have already uh, contributed. Uh, if, you spent, <clears throat> if you spent five bucks on the Arena Commander thing, we're going to give you 5,000 UEC. Um, and uh, if you uh, have alpha access, which you do, don't you, John? I do, yeah. Yeah, that you would get a refund of 10,000 UEC. So I thought that was pretty cool. But um, I, 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 it looks like they actually gave me dollar credit back to my account. I don't know. John, did you, have you noticed? Yeah, I think they specified later that um, the Arena Commander Pass holders would get $5 um, in store money. Mm-hmm. And then the alpha access people would get ten thousand UAC because you actually paid that five dollars while I just had that tacked on to my existing plan oh, package. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a uh, I got a five dollar store credit. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I don't feel as special as I used to. Oh, John, you're always special with us. I think this makes sense, though. I the five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the module pass to me always seemed kind of a weird thing. Yeah, totally. I I think it's a very good move. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do. And um, uh, so then he uh, he uh, said, you know, next up we've got uh, Star Citizen Alpha uh, 2.0. So um, uh, that's that's what's going on next for us. And speaking of Star Citizen 2.0, we got a development update, and they've. They've sort of morphed um, an Alpha 2.0 update into the Star Marine update, so we're getting both things, both things, both things in one spiffy little report every Friday. And uh, newsflash, the Star Marine is being put on the back burner. It's not being taken off the stove, as some folks were were doomsaying. Um, so um, as I think we did we discuss last week, Jimmy, that they were um, that it was going to be um, uh, sort of rolled into SC 2.0 or at least the the FPS functionality and that the the actual star marine component is still going to be released to the simulator within the simulator, uh, but that that's going to happen after 2.0 comes out. We did yes and um, and I think this makes sense. I would imagine that, some or most of the core functionality is ready for play test, but they're probably still having um, significant issues uh, with you know the the full release of of the first person combat, uh, which would be which would be what you'd see in Arena Commander. So it seems like they're releasing the core aspects of it in 2.0 and allowing us to play it and break it and add to it from there which it really makes sense that's what they did with arena commander mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know they released a very basic version of it um and then they iterated on it to the point where it is now and i guess for them it probably makes more sense rather than doing a star marine version like that like a basic star marine and iterating on it it probably makes more sense for them to just say, you know what, let's just move forward with 2.0 being our our test bed for everything. And then once we kind of lock everything in and, and fix the bugs and dial in all aspects of Star Marine, then that portion of the game will go live to to 
the game within a game. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So, um, in uh, and as we were, uh, as we saw in the Planet Crusader uh, Citizen Con demo, we're going to be getting just a huge map to fly around in with 2.0, uh, many points of interest to explore, both in ships and on foot, and uh, many basic miss- missions and AI encounters. Um, and then they're also they made a point of, of pointing out that there's going to be uh, plenty of randomness built in, so that it's going to it's going to be awesomely replayable. Yeah, um, it's it's really cool. I mean, we're, we're we're this is the thing that I've been waiting for. I like Arena Commander. I like flying around and going pew pew pew. Um, I like the idea of Star Marine. I like the idea of running around and going pew pew pew. But at the end of the day, I'm an MMO player, and the birth of the Persistent Universe. Um, even in in its most basic form, the ability to start doing missions, the ability to start seeing the randomized missions that CIG has been talking about, um, to be able to play in that sandbox is the thing that I've really been waiting for, and I am so excited for 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, they uh, discussed a little bit more the new gameplay elements that we're going to be getting. Uh, there's going to be the refuel, repair, and restock system, um, which includes those annoying Healy droids. Boo, but oh, simmered. Unpucker your immersion. No, it's annoying. What's wrong with them? Because you know it's it's magic. It's space magic. I mean, the the whole idea is that you know the guys that have the crucible they want to repair your ship. You know. So you you want it you you have damage you need to like pay the man to repair your ship you don't just like you know park at the uh, at the, um, the the pay and spray and have the Healy droids come out and go <laughs> the and pay then, and spray and then you're yeah, all but maybe those are super high tech and they cost like a billion dollars a minute to operate and very very expensive to for you to repair your ships with them yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, Gleep and I talked about this last week. I don't think this is going away, Gleep. I think you're just going to have to relax that 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 immersion sphincter, and and just accept it. I don't see them going away. I do see them expanding repair um, and maybe maybe dialing them down or or like John said, which makes perfect sense, making those landing pads very expensive and also possibly rare. Um, so I do think that there's going to be some continuing iteration to allow for the crucible folks to to make a living and to have that depth and have that immersion but i don't think this is going away i just think that it's it's the initial okay here's a here's your first pass at a repair mechanic it yeah. might go away i mean that simplicity that we saw might just be the stopgap until they have the full mechanic in there it's possible yeah that's that's what chris said chris said but um, in the meantime what i'm going to do is i'm going to organize a mechanics union and we're just going (laughs) to we're going to picket uh repair uh uh, uh, stations and we're going to just stand there on on the platform shooting healy droids every time they come out as long as you as long as when like uh in news interviews you as long as you say dead droids are taking our jobs Uh, you you darn tootin i will i'm going to be like danny devito and hoffa uh huh. Yeah, I'm gonna be running around like with my that big old knife, like swinging at the. Yeah. Anyway, um, this was interesting. So, and the, our first look at this rules and regulations. So, we are going to uh, be getting a green zone, which enforces a non-combat area on all players, um, and I guess it's going to be uh, where it will start. Will be 
where you spawn, I guess, when you initially go in. Uh, at that, and I, I don't know if that's going to be the space station we saw or if it's going to be a different um, a different uh, setup. But uh, apparently you're going to uh, spawn into a green zone where people can't shoot at you. And I think that the way that they're handling that is that your guns just don't work. Um, rather than a situation where they have like sentries or uh, NPC. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Where did you Where did you hear that? Um, where did I hear that? I believe it was on the internet. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that place. Why did, okay. Why didn't you just say so? <laughs> but um, anyway, so. That's um, uh, that's going to be you know sort of our first peek into you know safe space, you know because uh, a lot of us that are you know less inclined to the um, the combat uh, uh, roles in the game, you know we're going to be counting on having that safe space to to be able to play the game within to some extent, you know I'm right. not sure sure we expect to be compensated for venturing out of it, but. Uh, the the safe space is going to be uh, is going to be something that we uh, depend upon for being able to park our you know our cargo ships and what have you uh, without uh, having to worry about uh, pirates taking them. So once well, and, and yeah, I mean I think at the end of the day it's 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 got to do with spawn campers. They want to make sure that no one spawn camps, you know, and just just basically starts picking off newbies as they as they step off you know step off their ship for the first time. Right, right, and it's not you know it's the very very first you know. Uh, aspect of this, or the very first right. implementation of this. So this is not like the system. This is just, you know, and you know, on on a basic level that any kind of any kind of um, uh, space, you know, or, or safe space system is going to start off with. Well, this space is 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 safe. No one can shoot you. This space isn't. So, I guess that's what we're going to get. Which uh, space? Hmm. How, safe space. How many spaces? As much space safe, space safe space as you can eat. Can you really designate space in space? Yes, that's so meta. <laughs> How meta? Is, oh, I've got an update. Got an oh. update. So my guy was unable to get tickets, so he's actually going down to the theater. Oh man! Wow. Man, it's a good thing. Good thing you got a guy. Yeah, I hope I don't have to raise bail money. It's going to be a long night. All right, well, what, and what kind of guy is this? Ticket guy. He's just a guy. See, my, that, it's my, my Star Wars guy. To, you have to have a guy. You don't have a guy, John? Everybody's got a guy. I don't have a guy that I might have to bail out of jail. No, everybody's, it's just, it's a guy. It's a, I got a guy, you know. Okay. He, he's the guy that gets you, like, your Star Wars tickets. He's a guy. It, it's a coast thing. To, if you live near water, you have to have a guy. Oh, okay. So I don't have to worry about having a guy. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and of course, of course, uh, as we have come to expect, and uh, and we love ever so much the blocker report, um, which we will be uh, getting weekly. Uh, mainly network and multiplayer issues is what yeah. they said. So it's they're, I guess they're they're obviously having a hard time um, and, and this seems to be a consistent theme through the enti- entire development cycle they're having a hard time getting large groups of people into one space with that level of fidelity yeah so um, I, you know and I guess at a lower level what that all means is bug fixing and asset polishing and AI behavioring and physicsing and sciencing and etc 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 
they'll get it sorted out. But it's just you know, it's when when you're when you're working with an engine that was not initially designed for this type of thing, um, and you're pushing the envelope on fidelity and gameplay, um, it's, it's going to take time. Yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, you are not reinventing the wheel; you are inventing the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right, uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. I'm sure um, every week now we get we'll get a, an update on Fridays and talk about it on Mondays, and uh, hopefully we will be talking about um, the release of 2.0 soon. Oh, so excited! Now my my immersion is 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 getting um, is feeling, is feeling funny. <laughs> you getting is that busting? <laughs> yeah. Get that weird tingly feeling around the edges that, of it. Yep, yep. Get that weird tingly feeling. My immersion's got a tingly feeling. Yeah, you need to take a bounty dryer sheet to that. Huh? Dude, static cling. It's not good. I, you know, moving on. <laughs> we had a star map Q&A part one. And I don't know. Is there going to be a part two? They listed it as part one. Uh, but I, you know, we haven't seen that a part two. That usually means that another part will follow. Yeah, that's weird. They just might not be in a rush. I mean, you, you've also got the Saber Q&A. And, um, so I would, I would imagine that it's just one of those things where it's like they did part one and then they'll do part two probably sometime this week. Yeah. Well, I hope, uh, I hope that we do get another one because this one was just great. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm just bitter. I'm sorry. I'm having a bitter evening. Uh, <laughs> all right. Do you need a Star Wars hug? I do. I, I need, a, I need a, a Kylo Ren cookie. You need a force hug? I do. I do. Force hug. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I'm sending I'm sending a force hug your way now. Oh, I can ooh, Hey, hey, not there. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm still, <laughs> you know, I'm still, I'm still a pad one. <laughs> so, but I thought that there were some good questions here. So they uh and I know that folks had had been discussing before jump points and what size ships can fit in and so somebody asked, which ships can fit in which size jump points? And the answer is, uh, this is something the designers are still looking at the specifics of, and we hope to release more information when it's available. So I'm, I'm really hoping that the, for example, like the Cutlass, um, the Drake Cutlass size ship, will be yes. considered a small ship. And I'm hoping that uh, the Misk Freelancer and the Constellation will be medium ships. I'm hoping the Constellation is like the largest of the medium ships because that would mean the retaliator would fit into that that size as well um that's what i'm hoping i'm really hoping that the constellation isn't a large ship because that really limits your ability to travel well what is it in your hangar now what do you mean well it's it has a designation in your hangar now small medium or large oh yeah the well the designation is large in the hangar and and the cutlass is medium so I really hope that that's just because the thing is, there's there are ships that are markedly larger than the constellation that don't fit in your hangar. So, are those the ships that are going to be considered the large ships for the jump? Yeah, I points? think that's just based on how big the hangars are. Right yeah, now. I, I agree with John. Oh, I should say I, I'm hopefully agreeing with John. All right. Yeah, a bunch of guys on our forums were upset because I guess. Um, there's talk that the freelancer isn't com- going to be able to go through the small jump points. Right. And a bunch of people picked it up because they understood that it was going to be like the only larger ship that could do that. 
I believe because um, when I I bought one uh, way back when um, I believe that there was something in the description that said it is the largest ship that will fit through a small jump point. I uh, seem to remember it being something along the lines of it's the largest ship that can map jump jump points. That could be. That could be it too. Yeah. I could be misremembering, but I do remember that it was it was sort of the threshold ship. It was like none bigger shall pass. It would it would make sense uh, in my opinion. It would make sense that 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 would be considered the smaller of the medium ships, and the constellation would be considered the larger of the medium ships. And things like you know the three hundred I to the the Cutlass would be considered the smallest to largest of the small ships. What? Um, that's just me, though. I don't understand anything you just said. The the like the three hundred I, for example. Kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. You don't, you're so bitter. <laughs> yeah. um, don't, don't just because just because I've got center row. 3D oh, you be quiet now. La- dual laser la, 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 Star Wars in IMAX. How do undiscovered systems factor into the star map? Does the star map, uh, star map, star map automatically update even if a system isn't reported? Uh, this was a really good question. So if you go out and you discover something but don't report it, if you hold on to that information, does it actually show up on other people's um, uh, on the greater star map? And you would hope no, uh, yeah. because uh, then otherwise it would lose its value. Uh, and the answer, of course, was that the star map only shows known systems and jump points. There's a lot out there to discover, and it wouldn't be fun for anyone if we added that to the star map. To answer the second question, the system would need to be reported in order to be added to the star map. This way, if a pirate faction discovers a jump point, or if an enterprising merchant discovers a new resource-rich system, they can keep their discovery to themselves. So. I like how um, I like how they they described the arc. In, in this Q&A as like kind of like a Thomas guide or or a map that you would pick up when you like got into a state like you know welcome to like Arkansas and you stopped at like the Arkansas uh, tourist board and just picked up maps that the arc is basically the the universal map that is updated once things are confirmed and verified and set in stone um, then you start to see updates to the arc so yeah all of these smaller discoverable jump points you can keep them to yourself um and not report them and they'll, they'll never appear on the arc yeah yeah so i i think that's um that is the obvious right answer and i'm so glad that they gave that totally yeah. absolutely right. um and then uh just because uh you know man does not live by mickey bot on the toilet alone uh, they asked, are there any plans to integrate tablet and mobile mobile support with the star map and the answer was yes, this is something we're considering for a future release of the star map. We all agree that being able to explore the verse from the bathroom would be pretty great. Their words, not mine. Listen, we, we all know that it's no longer about Makeybot. I couldn't remember the new one. It's all about let's go rocket on the potty. <laughs> well, apparently you're going to be able to. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You're going to be able to go spaceship on the potty. Yay. I like it. I yeah. like it. But, you know, I still, and, um, I, God, you know, it's a lot of times the, the answers to these questions just create new questions, you know. It's like, will you be able to, from your tablet, you know, make changes to uh, stuff that actually 
makes a difference inside the game or are you just going to be able to play with this research tool outside of the game and there will be no connection between it and uh, what's actually going on in the game so uh, you know will you be able to, to plot, plot routes um, save them to some sort of a, a, a route folder or something that you have that you can share with other people in your org or um, can you you know, load this stuff into some sort of a navigation computer so that when you actually get in-game that you will have access to it without having to transfer that all over again. Well, didn't they say, I don't know if this speaks directly to your question, but didn't they say that you're going to be able to have, like, a, on your Moby Glass, like, an overlay that goes on top of uh, the arc that has, like, your private jump points or... Um, that has like whatever systems you've had mapped out. Uh, it kind of sits over top of that map. Oh, sh- whoops! I'm sorry. I'll bleep it. Don't worry. <laughs> oh my god! You got tickets? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's got like fifteen tickets. Nice. Oh my god! You're oh clearly my. You're so excited. You said a dirty word and everything. Oh. Oh. How do they look? What tickets? That's not very exciting. Are they? Um, do you have pre-selected seats, or is it uh, as soon as you first come, first serve? You know, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna email a picture to you guys, so you can see it. Well, they look like tickets, don't they? Yeah, they do. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I, I Going. Mean, you know. Going. Uh, Yes! Now yes! we can move on with the rest of the show. No, that's all right. Yes, I mean, yes, what you said. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think we should just stop. We all, got, we all have our uh, tickets, our Star Wars tickets, so what's the point in continuing this podcast? <laughs> exactly. Let's just all look at our tickets for the rest of the night. <laughs> oh, man. God, it's been a Monday, guys. It just really has been a Monday. Oh, man. All right. Okay, yeah, but, so but yeah? uh, speaking of apps that are connected to games, I feel like a lot of games have been trying to do that, do this, especially like at the beginning of the new console cycle. That was kind of the big thing was companion apps, and I feel like nobody has really done it that well. Yeah, but I would agree I, with that one hundred percent. It could be so cool, like. If they if they had something in Star Citizen like where you could put a sensor in an area down or something, and then that was tied to your phone, and then when you're not in the game, it could alert you of enemy presence or something. That would be so cool. Eve, Eve, I think Eve's done a fair job of of doing that. Like, um, because you're you have to set um, you have to learn training manuals, and you learn them while you're offline. Uh, and they've got a really good app um, that allows for you to, to follow that. Um, so I think they've done a decent job with doing offline integration. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, John. I, I have yet to see a game really nail offline integration. Yeah, and I, I can't imagine this is going to be a real high priority thing either. No, I mean, no, definitely I, not. I mean, it's I, I doubt that it, it's going to exist in any you know any significant way at launch. I mean, you would have to think this is going to be a down the road thing. But. Well, and we're still and 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 I understand why we're waiting for it, but we're still waiting for an official CIG app. That's true. Just just in general. That's so, true. I think maybe the Star Map might be a nice catalyst for them. You know, starting to develop that app, but it's it's definitely not a priority. 
No. Yeah, I think at the very least we would get just the star map. Yeah. I mean, it's already in a browser, and I feel like browser stuff is pretty easy to port over to mobile. So Yeah, totally. All right. Well, um, speaking of Q&As, we did have another one for the uh, Aegis Saber. So um, a couple of questions here I thought were kind of interesting to discuss. The Someone, Sabre. The Sabre, yeah. Um, I love me some Sabre. Uh, Put that on your chicken. It just spices it right mm, up. It does. I like sa- Sabre with chips. Mm, chips. Can you elaborate on why someone would pick the Sabre as opposed to the Hornet and vice versa? How does this relate to the Hornet Ghost specifically? The Hornet is a tank, is what they their, their answer is. It's not particularly mobile, but can really take a pounding and make it out... Uh, which is a great feature for a lot of players. It's similar in my mind to how current day pilots love the A-10 for its rugged reliability and ability to come back home with huge amounts of damage. The Sabre, on the other hand, is not tough. It relies heavily on its ability to not be detected and then its array of shields to keep it safe. Once those shields are down, you'd best be on your way out of combat, else you'll probably not make it back. So compared to the Hornet Ghost... The Sabre is built from the ground up to be a dedicated stealth ship, whereas the Hornet Ghost is retrofitted to become stealthy. Therefore, while the Ghost is still very stealthy compared to other ships, it won't be quite as impervious to radar as the Sabre. What little it lacks in stealth capabilities compared to the Sabre, though, is made up for in its additional armor and weaponry. So, Jimmy, 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 I know that you were sort of in the throes of a conundrum uh, over this. Uh, care to share what happened? I still am. Um, the, the Sabre is still for sale. Um, I, I Yeah, I, I'm probably going to go with the Sabre. I just I need to run the numbers one more time and really look at the spec. Um, you can put um, uh, gimbals on all four weapons, right? I believe so. I believe that you know you have to downsize one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, you have to yeah. downsize. Yeah, you'd have to. Um, but they're all. Were they all size three? Or yes. They're size, they're size three, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that then I would do. Yeah, I could do two size two and then two size three on the on the nose turrets, which are already gimbled. So, yeah, I, I got to run the numbers one more time tonight um, after uh, after we're done because uh, tonight's the last night, isn't it? Uh, yes, I believe that is correct. Yeah, I got to run the, the numbers one more time tonight, and then uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's looking like I'm going to potentially melt my ghost um, and pick up a saber. And you know, according to Quantum Drive uh, this week, my my ghost took some severe damage at the Battle of Vega. So, in lore, it makes sense. Or in fiction, Jimmy, there's a little <laughs> trick. There's a little trick you can do. Huh. You can get the CCU for the saber and just keep it in your whatever on your account. Ooh, yeah. And not upgrade your Hornet until the saber is flyable. Ex- except with well, Jimmy, did you weren't able to uh, upgrade your um, ghost to the military sale? Were you? Uh, no, but I can go back and I'll, I'm going to go and actually look at that tonight and see if I can do that. And if I can't, then I'll just melt it. It's not the, it's not the end of the world. Um, does anybody know? Well, Gleep, you got one. What's the ownership? I don't have one. Oh, you didn't pick up a saber? I thought you did. No, 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 I, no, no pew pew you got an endeavor. For, for Gleepster. Right? I, I got an endeavor. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I thought you picked up a saber for some reason. No. Yeah, he's not a dog fighter. I'm not a dog fighter. I'm he a cat lover. <laughs> you see what I did there? Yeah. I just flipped that uh, around. Hey, John. That's good. I can yeah. do it. I can totally do it. Just keep it on your account? Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at the uh, cross-chassis uh, upgrade system right now, and I can go from my ghost to the saber uh, for, 45, yeah. for 45 bucks. Yeah, then you can keep using your hornet. Yep, and just apply it when it's flyable. Yeah. But remember that when you do the CCU, you only get the insurance and the goodies of the of the ghost then. You don't get the three-year LT or the three-year insurance with the saber. Oh, really? Right, because you keep you keep the attributes of the or the right, the right swag right, right. of the base ship. Oh. So, which is why I sold my cutlass back and bought a Gladius because I was able to get that in the military sale with the three years insurance and then CCU up to the Cutlass. So I've got three years insurance on a Cutlass now. God, that's complicated. We had a conversation about this on the forums and I'm still confused about it. Like you would think that if you're CCUing you would get the the insurance from the package with the most insurance on it. Um, that's a good point. You get the, the, the best of both items. Yeah. Well, we're just going to have to find out because I'm about 99.9% committed to pulling the trigger on, on doing the cross-chassis upgrade and getting the Sabre. Well, you know, and, and Jimmy, I mean, three years of insurance, I mean, we, we're, we, we've we told people not to sweat the LTI. Yeah, no, and I, I get, agree with that. I don't think it's that big a deal. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal. So um, all that stuff we said, forget it. Just go ahead and get the, the upgrade thing. And Well, that's what Ace did so that he could uh, keep his Gladius. He um, he got a CCU off his Gladius to the, to the Sabre. So he has his Gladius to use until uh, the Sabre becomes ready. And after yeah. three years, there's probably going to be something better. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. They're probably by the time they have the next concept sale, there'll be something better. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they make the money. I'm doing it. I'm pulling the trigger. I'm getting a saber. Oh, this is so great! Star Wars tickets and a CCU to the saber. <laughs> it's madness. It it is a special day. So, um. Real quick, uh, a couple other things about the Sabre. Uh, someone asked if there's going to be any planned variants for it, and they said no. There are no plans for variants or additional modular sections at this time. The Sabre was designed with a singular purpose in mind, so um, it's not going to sort of fall into that uh, that weird uh, uh, situation that you have with the uh, Vanguard or the... Uh, uh, we, there's not going to be battlefield upgrades and, and all of that kind of stuff. So it's it's designed for a purpose. I guess kind of like the Drake Herald, like the M50. You know. You, well, yeah, and there shouldn't be. It's a small. It's a single fighter ship. There sh- there shouldn't be like upgrade kits or or um, or mods for you know po- pods for it. Right. Right. So that's not going to happen. There are and, variants for pretty much every other ship, though. Um. Yeah, well, I was trying to think of the ones that there aren't. So, you know, we get the Herald, the M50, the, all the Vanduul ships. There's no variants on those. Yeah, that's true. Um, the Avenger. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of cool to have ships that have no variants, though. Yeah, they're they're very distinctive that way. Yeah. B- by definition. Um, and then someone asked about uh, the Sabre handling. 
uh, how does it handle in comparison to the Gladius? And will it be a good ship for Gladius pilots to transition into? And what they said is that the Sabre is going to handle very similarly to the Gladius. And if you look closely, the maneuvering thruster type and placement is very similar to the Gladius. So if you enjoy flying the Gladius, the Sabre should behave broadly the same, but with a little extra weight to it. So I thought that was surprising, um, considering how beefy the Sabre looks compared to the Gladius. Right, which I thought was a little bit confusing. And so, you know, so... You know, you have, and and then also, why is there so much firepower on a ship that's designed to be stealthy and is not supposed to be able to take damage? You know, it seems it seems it seems like a. When I think we were talked about this with Ace last week, it seems like a real tweener. You know, it's got it's got some some real. It's got characteristics of the Ghost, and then it's got characteristics of the Gladius. You know, so the Sabers OP already. <laughs> and they haven't. They haven't even done anything but draw pictures of it. It's already op. <laughs> it's already op. Nice. That's great. So anyway, um, uh, pretty cool. Um, Jimmy, I'm happy for you. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm actually going to go get my wallet. So I'm going to be away from my computer for about a minute and a half. <laughs> very very cool. <laughs> oh, this is so like a, this is the livest live show I think we've ever done. I think so. I'll well, be right back. All right. Well, John and I are going to discuss around uh, reverse the verse while you're gone. All right, I'm ready. All right, excellent. So, um, uh, Sandy said, uh, and this is well, I sh- we should probably wait for Jimmy for this one. We'll we'll circle back to this, <laughs> oh, to this the one. First, the first, the first one. item we need, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, so there is going to be a higher quality version of the Morrow Tour uh, released sometime soon, TM, uh, which is pretty cool. And I, and I, they didn't say this exactly, but I kind of the way I interpreted what they said is that they're going to as they. Uh, uh, keep polishing it, keep re-releasing that same bit of video, but we'll get to see the transition of how it goes from what we saw um, at CitizenCon, you know, with the, the the crew members with the glowy white teeth, uh, to how it's going to actually look um, uh, when we play it in Squadron 42. Oh, back. Cool. Ah. So, um, point number one, we decided we needed you, Jimmy. Um, Sandy uh, says that CitizenCon 2016 is going to either be in Frankfurt or Los Angeles. Uh, you know what I vote. Yeah. And that the decision may be influenced by the fact that Gamescom will be happening only six weeks prior, and that's happening in Germany. So, rather than doing back-to-back um, events in Germany, maybe get us spread the love a little bit, you know? I like all the things you're saying right now. Yeah. I yeah. think if it's in Los Angeles, the three of us should go. And then yeah. after, we do a live verse cast, episode 100. Yes. Even, even, if, it, it's, even if it's like our 93rd episode. Just call it 100, <laughs> no matter what. And we're going to have Notch as a guest uh, uh, host. Yeah, I like, I like there, all of these he? things. All of yeah. these things sound delightful. <laughs> so notch. What are you thinking about the Star Citizen? Um, so anyway, that's that's very exciting. Um, I will definitely, and I, I guess it's going to be on a Sunday this t- this coming year. So that'll be interesting. Have to Wait, talk how to do the, you know that? Because it's always on the uh, on the the tenth. Oh, is it? Why? Yeah, because that's the uh, that was the the anniversary date or the date. Oh, okay. The date of the I thing. I guess the place, that you makes know? sense. Yeah, because Jimmy, when you went, it was on a Friday, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was a Saturday this year. So, unless we have like a, a leap year uh, squeezing its way in there somewhere, it's going to be on a Sunday next year. Well, those are every four years, so it's possible. It is possible, John. What if you're born 
on the extra day of a leap year. Then you I, don't get a you don't you, get an age ne- for you four years. You never have a birthday. Yeah, it's every four years you have a birthday. <laughs> I I knew I knew a woman that was her birthday, and uh, she used to joke. She was an elderly woman. She lived uh, next door uh, to us, and she used to joke that she was only um, seventeen years old, but in, in actuality, <laughs> she was uh, really old. So, wait, seventeen times four. Maybe it's she was older old. than that. Yeah, she was. Well, you have to understand, John. This this was back before the internet, so we got older a lot sooner then. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so um, anyway, uh, everyone should be getting access to uh, 1.3 goodies in the PTU while it lasts. So I don't know. Uh, we'll t- we'll probably talk about playing in the PTU uh, on the community show, so we can kind of. Um, uh, but they wanted to allow everybody to uh, test out the size four weapons and, and that stuff, and, and also um, use the um, um, the ships that uh, can equip those, which I believe are the Super Hornet and the Cutlass. So um, we'll have to check with some folks and see if they were able to take advantage of that. Uh, there are going to be cross chassis downgrades after they figure out how to do that, and they're going to be free. And that's I don't, cool. I don't understand how this is different from melting, but I guess um, I guess it is. It'll allow you to keep. Um, I'm assuming it'll allow you to keep LTI and and any bits and perks and whatnots that you got from whatever that particular ship was. It might also have something to do with the people that buy the full packages, oh. like, like the completionists. Very very Maybe. cool. I, I no, I think that makes complete sense, especially after you know we were just talking about how it works the other way with the uh, with the CCU. So. And, uh, and and we are done, chums. Official. I obviously haven't applied it yet, but uh, I have in my hangar now a ship upgrade from the Ghost to the Saber. Woohoo! Had a boy. They should, should come out with a uh, a sort of um, like a a a, uh, a quicker version of the Saber. You'd be the light Saber. <laughs> We've got a theme working here, huh? Uh-huh. Yep. I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, um, and uh, one thing that I thought was going to be um, a very, uh, very uh, cool news for our squadron commander, there may be a left-handed version of the SciTech joystick. Wow, really? I know, because I believe in in chat one day, Ace was actually like, you know, you know, like willing to amputate body parts in order to get one. So, (laughs) oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Yeah. So uh, that'll be cool. Um, And they're going they're working on doing a QA and a with SciTech. So um, I'm sure someone will ask that question and that'll get addressed at that point. Oh, yeah. And, And and as they're ramping up to launch, there'll be a lot of info and a lot of press around it. Yeah, I have to think. If Ace is willing to amputate a body part, then maybe he's willing to remove his left arm and connect it to the right side of his body so that he could use a right-handed stick with his left hand. But it would have to point the other way. Yeah, your, your logic is flawed on this one. He would have to sit backwards. Dang it. Good, good try, though. Good try. That has to work somehow, though. Maybe remove the right arm and put it on the left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you put <laughs> you remove both arms and you attach them 
to the opposite arms. That way, on the left side, you'd have the right arm, which would be capable of holding it, but it would have the dexterity of your left arm. I'm thinking by the time you got done with all of this, there wouldn't be no dexterity left. I think he would just basically... It could work. He would just basically be like, ah! It might be worth it, though. There well, let's, let, let's suggest I, I just, it on the next I just, show. I just texted you what would happen with your mad science. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Do you see? Do you see what you've done, John? Jimmy... You know, you should have to have a, uh, a, a license to use a Photoshop. <laughs> I'll um, I'll make sure that I get that picture online so everyone can check it out later. No, you have this picture you really on your phone? Of course, I have everything on my phone, dude. How I'm, do you I'm, have my, this? My Google Why? Foo is supreme. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well... Um, and one last thing, uh, I, I think a lot of a lot of us that that own larger, you know, more valuable ships, uh, were uh, saying, "Hey, you know, that's that's pretty cool the way that those guys just sort of, you know, jumped in and flew away with that constellation after killing the rightful owners." Um, but is it going to be that easy in the game? And uh, Ben said, "No, no, it's not. There's going to be lots of ways to secure your ships." Um, so. Um, folks can't just you know you can't you know be running into the space store the space mini mart for um, you know a slurpee and a pack of cigarettes and uh, come out and just see your you know your constellation go flying away that would be bad. yeah well and, and again this is all you know first pass you know baby pu you know they'll they'll have all that stuff sorted out long before the game goes goes full on live Long before you have to worry about insurance. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, right now, we don't have to worry about insurance. We don't have to worry about the death mechanics. So it's going to be the wild, wild west. It's going to be anything goes, you know what I mean? And, and people are going to absolutely take advantage of that. But that's also part of the playtest aspect is to see who takes advantage of it, how they take advantage of it, and the best way to, to dial it down to the point where ships can be stolen, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be really interesting how they implement that. Because, yeah, totally. I mean, surely it'll be achievable, but how do they do it so that it's that you can't do it every time? Well, I would imagine the ghost system's going to come come into play with that, obviously. You're probably going to be able to lock up your ship, and someone's probably going to be able to hack those components, but it won't be easy, and it will be time-consuming. And, uh, you know, it, it, you, you may have an advantage to defending your ship. Who knows? But... I, the ghost system for sure will come into play in that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, cool. We had uh, a couple of around the verses since last time we talked about them. And uh, uh, I know, John, you had some info last week when you were gone that you had left for us uh, to do with something that was going on in the forums about the Caterpillar. Um, and uh, with the, uh, the sneak peek, I guess, or the... Um, uh, I forget, what do they call that that segment of Around the Verse? I can't remember. Um, but anyway, uh, Disco sat down with uh, Randy Vasquez, and they went through and did. You know, we're looking at the the uh, the builds of the different builds of the Caterpillar. And so I don't know, John. Do you want to talk about that now, or do you want to wait and uh, talk about it uh, in the community portion of the show? I can talk about it now. Oh, okay. Um, Amontillado had a screenshot from that video, and it's a certain segment from the caterpillar and it looks like there's like a bunch of beds or something 
um, in this segment. And it was just, the thread was just some speculation that some of our guys had on that, what that module might be. And Toe Virus says, stasis pods, human torpedo launcher. Uh, <laughs> Dietrich says, medbay, Murtock, uh, mortuary services, and whiskey cat boarding module. And I thought they're all pretty valid except for human torpedo launcher which i mean i guess that might be some kind of boarding mechanism especially for pirates no it could be kind of cool there is there is something yeah and i, I heard it referred to as the the man launcher yeah they've, they've oh, really? mentioned that yeah did they mention that in this yeah in the video yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, i don't remember that throw i actually somebody, watched this one throw somebody in an eva suit shoot them across space to to land on somebody's ship and then they just start Dang. cutting into the hull so it's going to be like uh, at the the fair or the um, what do they call it? the circus with the guy that can shoot out of the cannon. Yeah. Yes, cannon. absolutely. How do those work? Is it just like spring loaded or something? No, they use gunpowder. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. I was confused <laughs> by that as a kid because I knew that the guy would die if there was actually gunpowder in there. <laughs> tell yeah. me, Gleep. Come on, tell me. You know, well, you I, you were in the circus, right? <laughs> what do you mean was? Still am. <laughs> Wait, that is a thing that Gleep does. What's huh. that? Grover is known for firing out of the cannon, That's isn't right. he? That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You should know, Gleep. You should know. I, I do know, but if I told you, I'd have to kill you. Uh huh. <laughs> then all the magic would be gone from our relationship. So. Yeah, we we need that magic. We do need magic. All right. So anyway, I thought um, definitely it was a very cool segment. I mean, I know it's a couple weeks old, but definitely check out uh, Around the Verse 2.02 in the new naming convention. Um, and it is um, it is a, a very good uh, walkthrough. It's, it's a longer one, too, uh, with uh, Disco and Randy about all this stuff. It makes the Caterpillar sound really... It's either going to be like an amazingly the most diverse ship, or it's going to be just sort of, you know, jack-of-all-trades, master of none. So, yeah, it's Somebody be... pointed out in the... Sorry. Uh, no, somebody ahead. pointed out in the comments of that video, you can hear... Um, you, I, think it, it, I think it's Lando. You can hear him cursing at his phone because <laughs> it makes a noise but it's really quiet it's it's just kind of an easter egg i think they meant to edit it out but they missed it i'm just gonna put this out there um i really really enjoy um Jarrett really kind of taking the reins on production and being uh really kind of you know, being the community manager, um, it seems like he's become more visible lately, and he's more involved with production. Um, I, I just, I, I like that a he's one of us, um, and b he's got a really good sense of humor. I, I yeah. enjoy the changes that I've seen in the community content that are clearly a direct result of Lando. Yeah. Did you read his sort of testimonial after the? escapist stuff i did i did it was that, it was very heartfelt that guy has had so many jobs well and the thing is like you know not to get into that subject but i will say that you know i had a lot of jobs too before i landed in in my career 
Um, I landed in my career in my late 30s, um, and I just happened to be at the right place at the right time, and I had a really good mentor that took me under his wing and, and really showed me the ropes and really allowed for me to excel. So when I read um, Jarrett's testimonial, it, it really spoke to my career as well, um, and, and he kind of went on a similar path that I did, and then he found you know, or was was brought into Star Citizen and kind of taken under the wing of that company, and he is just excelling there. You know, and, yeah. and it's really nice to see. Like I said, I I love what he's doing, and I I, I hope he keeps it up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, one last thing uh, in this week's, or um, I guess it's almost a week old now, in two point oh three version of Around the Verse. Uh, Sandy uh, had uh, uh, shared the the stage with um, Aaron Roberts, and that was uh, really uh, kind of uh, cool and interesting. Um, and uh, she asked him, you know, what ships are you working on right now? And what Aaron said is he's working on Avenger variants, which are going to be coming out soon, which I think is, is very cool. I know I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the Starfare, uh, which he said is going to be a real treat, and it's amazing in terms of its scale and all the uses there will be for it. So I immediately was just struck by seller's remorse since I don't have one anymore <laughs> um, and the Vanguard is in full production and says it's looking great so far and also the Sabre is in production so does yeah. this mean we're going to see that in Squadron 42? I, I have a feeling that I, we talked about that last week I think the reason why they surprise dropped the Sabre on us is because it's a ship they're working on for Squadron 42 I don't yeah. know in what context it's going to be it might, you know, it might be a pirate ship you know what I mean since it's supposed to be the, the ship that lost the contract for military uh, for military production. Um, but yeah, I, I have a feeling that that's the reason why they dropped that sail on us and why we're, we're, that we're going to see that ship sooner rather than later. That is very, very cool. I, I, hope, I hope that that happens. Yeah, totally. All right. And uh, the freelancers being worked on, and all, all the retaliator modules you can eat are done except for some implementation coding. So I think this is all stuff that's geared towards uh, Squadron 42. So I think that that's a good sign for us seeing that um, uh, sooner than a lot of people are predicting. So there you have it. Nice. I like it. All right, guys. Uh, so um, if I wanted to start an online um, get-rich-quick-by-selling-my-Star-Wars tickets community, how would I go about doing that? I would go to Engine.com, where they have easy-to-use tools that anybody can use. It's pretty much just module-based, drag-and-drop, create a website right there in a few minutes. That's enjin.com. Although I don't know about... Uh, reselling tickets on their platform. Oh, silly laws. Yeah, laws kind of they just kind of ruin everything you want to do, don't they? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like buying up all the tickets and selling them to, to desperate Star Wars fans for way, way, way too much money because that's a cool thing to do. I heard that there are already tickets going for $1,000 on eBay. Of course there are. It's, it's, it's a travesty. That That is a... That is a terrible thing to do. And the people out there that are doing that, you suck. Yeah. Okay, so if I wanted to start an online community where you don't sell tickets, <laughs> can I go to the same place, John? I would. A Star Wars Battlefront community. There, there that's perfect. There you All go. Right. There you go. <laughs> awesome. All right, engine.com. Please go there. Uh, they're very They're very nice to us, and we want to be nice to them. 
Uh, Ronald Jenkins is also very nice to us. Go check him out at www.ronaldjenkins.com. And support Star Citizen The Base Radio, where you can find a rebroadcast of the previous week's Versecast every Saturday afternoon. I am TGWS Gleep. I, I, I officially changed my name on the RSI forums. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Did you did you put the, the slash in there? Wouldn't take it. Wouldn't take that or the space. Thank God. Did you yeah. put the lowercase w in there? I did. I got away with that. Oh, <laughs> come on. Did. Come did on, you John. Put the pipe? No, wouldn't take it. No special characters. Oh, wait. Uh, which name are we talking about? We're talking about the the my not the which one's that the handle and then there's the 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 for real one, the one that goes on your Star Citizen you, birth uh, birth certificate. <laughs> okay. So like the one that you can only kid? change like once. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, the so one that had put, the can you, well, put, you can't did, put spaces in that one. No, I had to use an underscore. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. See. Anyway, but check out the show notes for all of my contact details. Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? Well, you can find me over at Twitter, at Jimmy Croker. Uh, email me at uh, Jimmy at uh, Versecast.org. And you can find me every Thursday night on the base doing my uh, show Quantum Drive, which features uh, in-game Star Citizen lore and really, really cool rock and roll music. It does. It is cool. I can confirm. I'm really having a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Um, so, and the response has been really positive, and it's it's really cool that that um, that people dig my music sensibility and are liking the lore. Uh, and I'm finding myself um, digging deeper and deeper and, and writing more and more stuff. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. John? You can find me at the only Johnto on Twitter. Um, you can email me at john at versecast.org. You can also email the show at comms at versecast.org. Follow us on Twitter at versecast. Make sure to use the hashtag TGWS so all our guys with ships can find those tweets. Robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast is our organization. We are those guys with ships, and we'd love to have you even as an affiliate. You can join up to 10 orgs via the affiliate affiliation we don't want all your love just 10 percent of it <laughs> just just some of it <laughs> um make sure to go over to versecast.org that's our full website we got links to the podcast got forums our mumble server which we have been exercising quite a bit lately um that's our website and then make sure to uh take a minute and uh, go live, give us a like on the RSI community page. Just yeah. go to hub.versecast.org. Um, that'll forward you right to RSI. And we are easily the most liked podcast we are. On the page, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. We've got some really cool. nice comments in there, too. So if you feel like leaving a comment, we'd love to read it. Um, and then you can also review us on iTunes. Just search for Versecast. It'll show up. All right. Well, until next time, then, we are those guys with Star Wars tickets, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. Wow, this was a very exciting episode. John, are you going to say goodbye? I was trying to think of some Star Wars thing, but it was coming up blank. <laughs> you, lost, you lost your opportunity. Just, let's make lightsaber noises, okay? Oh, <laughs> jeez.